Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich, where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. marketing habits that will keep you on your P's and Q's. I want to highlight that thing that elevates you above your competition. It's very important for you to recognize and get acquainted with what fuels your elevated thinking. And this is because that thinking gives you your power, your patience, your persuasive tendencies, it keeps you quiet when that's what's required and you're more productive because you've recognized your strengths, but you also realize that sometimes you have a need to delegate. So doing what you do good and giving the rest to someone who can take the ball and run with it and you don't have to uh, really watch over their shoulders or figure out how to do it because they already know how to do it. That is so much better and you can actually get things done. So that's why it helps you to be more productive. So why does all of that matter? Why is, how are these P's and these Q's actually helping you to be more strategic? Well, when you're being strategic about how you expose your brand it definitely takes knowing, accepting, and embracing who you are, right? That value proposition, that thing that elevates you above the rest. It's where that elevated thinking comes from because now you have the confidence because you know who you are, you know what you have to offer, and you know that you're valuable. And so, you know, you won't accept little. You won't accept anyone else's scraps because you know that you have what it takes to get the job done. You have to be totally vested in your abilities, you know, because more often than not, you'll have to do some convincing when you're working with people or you're trying to win business. And so you have to be confident in what you're sharing in your service, in whatever widget you're selling. You have to be confident in your ability to get the job done. And that's where that value that you're discovering, that elevated thinking, that's where that comes from. So in the 10 strategic marketing habits that will keep you on your P's and Q's, the first one we talked about in that blog post was power. Well, understanding your value and what elevates you gives you that elevated thinking in the first place, right? Well, that gives you power. It gives you what you need to, to secure that business. And that's what your consumer is going to look for. They're going to want to look for your, you know, broad shoulders, you standing up straight, you holding your head up high and being convinced, totally convinced that you can get the job done. That's what will totally convince them. When you understand your value and you elevate your thinking, when you step up your game, it gives you the power you need. It also gives you patience. You know, I tell my clients sometimes every dollar that comes your way is not for you, you know, 
you do not have to accept every dollar that someone offers you because a lot of times, or I won't say a lot of times, but some of the times that dollar, you will work so hard for it and end up feeling like it wasn't enough. And so you need to be patient. And I think in understanding your worth, knowing what elevates you above your competition helps you to just really be more strategic about where you place your brand who you work with, um, the jobs you decide to take. You can be patient. Yes, we all want to make money as entrepreneurs, but we want to make the right money. We want to we want to partner with the right people. So elevating your thinking and understanding that value, you know, this is what these strategic marketing habits, this power and patience, you know, they're going to keep you on your P's and Q's, right? So you want to make sure that you possess them. What about the next one? The next P is persuasive tendencies. Sometimes you're going to have to sell yourself. You are going to have to um, overcome objections. I used to sell a direct sales um, product, and that was one of the things that they taught us early on is people are going to tell you no, and you have to be comfortable with that no. And you have to begin to, you know, overcome objections of the no's. Because sometimes people are saying no because they don't have enough information. Sometimes people are saying no because they had a bad experience. Sometimes people are saying no because they just don't understand. And so you have to be able to overcome those objections. So think about all of the no's that you've received about your business and begin to develop a you know, ways to overcome those reasons. Because nine times out of 10, you know, people are afraid to pull the trigger. They're afraid that someone else will come around and that they'll be better. They'll be less expensive. But that should not be your concern. You are not selling your service because I promise you, whatever it is you're selling, somebody else is selling it too. And so someone's always going to be more expensive. Someone's always going to be less expensive. Someone's always going to have more experience. But if you present yourself and your brand in a way that you are selling yourself, there's nobody else like you, right? So your strategic marketing habit of being and having persuasive tendencies is basically you overcoming your objections of potential clients and customers and really having enough faith in yourself and your own value, that thing, that elevated thinking to um, overcome those objections and maybe push back a little bit more and find out the the true reasons why they aren't interested or they are or saying that they're not wanting to do business with you. You know, the next strategic marketing habit is the habit of quietness. You know, um, when you are truly confident in who you are, you don't have to boast. You don't have to um, be aggressive in your sale. I mean, to the point that you're putting people off. Now, obviously, sometimes you have to be aggressive because that's pretty much what overcoming objections is about. You know, you've got to, you know, push back a little bit. And that could be, people could see that as aggressive. But sometimes it's okay for you to sit there and listen and to really absorb what is being said. Sometimes being quiet is about just not responding when Someone is coming at you, they are your naysayers, they are, um, you know, customers who think that they've had a bad experience, 
and you know they haven't and you've done your best for them, sometimes this is a this is this is a very useful strategic marketing habit, just being quiet, just not saying a word. Um, and knowing when that's necessary and the best ways to use that strategy, that marketing habit, those strategic marketing habits of being quiet. So, you know, and then the ability to be more productive is a strategic marketing habit that keeps you on your P's and Q's. And again, when you understand that value proposition, and that is why you find yourself at that elevated level of thinking. Because when you do that and you have that confidence and you know what your worth is, you can be much more productive because now you're not trying to be everything to everybody. You recognize your strengths and you play to those strengths. And the things that you are not strong in, you know how to delegate those tasks to someone who is strong in that area. I can't remember where I got this. I'm sure I can find it somewhere. But I was listening to someone and they were saying that don't try, if you're a six or an eight in an area, you know that you're really good at it. Yes, it makes sense to continue to hone that craft and become a become an eight or a nine in that area. But if you're a three or a four or a two or a three or four in a certain area of expertise, the amount of time and energy it is going to take you to perfect that and you never will perfect it because you're so low on the understanding and abilities totem pole with the two three or the four um, but you're going to spin and exert so much energy and waste so much time that you'd be better served delegating that task to someone who was already a six or a seven in that task and then that way, you're more productive because you're not spinning your wheels trying to learn something or figure something out that is more difficult for you to figure out and it's going to take you more time. You can concentrate your efforts on doing the things that are within your wheelhouse and that you have strength in. So those things are going to get done faster. And then the things that you actually delegate, they're going to get done faster because the person that's doing them knows how to do them and they can get them done faster. So it just makes the world go round a little bit better, you know? So, I mean, I don't know if you are at a point in your business where you recognize that you need help or if you're at a point in your business or just starting out and you don't have the funds to hire people or to delegate different tasks. That is where networking comes in, guys. And this is just a little bonus to this podcast. Networking is an amazing tool to use because everyone networking, if you find the right group, you will find people who are possibly in the same position you're in with your business and you can develop mutually beneficial relationships where you can delegate tasks to them and they can delegate tasks to you at nominal cost, if any at all, and you will be able to be more productive. But again, it takes you understanding your value and not being afraid to share that value and overcome those objections. It involves you using your power and using your persuasiveness in order to get the things you need for your business. That brings us to our second list of five habits, and they are persistence, questioning, positivity, quality, 
and being proactive. And before we even dive into that and how it relates to these um, wonderful habits that a strategic marketer should have, I want to focus your attention on someone that I happen to love beyond dearly. I mean, I love her. I have watched her business grow. I've watched her, you know, in her downtimes and she just continues to scratch her way back up to the surface. And that is truly like, it's just an awesome thing to see because it makes you want to do better and grow and be better. And it helps me, I can speak for me only, but it helps me in my downtimes to see that you could be knocked down and get back up. And the person I'm talking about is Bethany Frankel from The Real Housewives of New York. I remember when this first, this show first started and she was just starting her skinny girl brand. And I remember her in a grocery store and she was trying to sell some snacks, some cookies, some cupcakes. I can't remember what it was. But there were people walking around her and they didn't want what she had. And she just did not let that discourage her. And I remember thinking at the time, you know, if she can stand there and do that, if she can take the crap that people are giving her, and if she can, you know, be strong and overcome those objections, then I can. If she's on television and they're showing me this, then clearly I can do it. And it's what happens is it's, I'm not reinventing a wheel. I'm not the only person this has happened to. And so it really helped me get over my own fears. Um, no, I'm not gonna lie. I still have a few challenges. I don't like people not liking me or not liking what I have. I mean, who really does? But the truth of the matter is, is that in business, when you have your own product or your own service, there's going to be disgruntled consumers. There are going to be partnerships that don't work out. There are going to be times when you just don't feel good about how things are going in your business. But you have to get back on the horse and just continue to ride. And I feel like Bethany Frankel has just done an amazing, amazing job. So if you're out there, Bethany, and somehow or another you get your ears um, uh, to listen to this podcast, know that I love you. And I think that what you do is amazing. I think you're awesome. Well, guys, the example that she gives us is one of strength, perseverance, and tenacity. And though those are not um, on the list for today's podcast, those are definitely qualities that a strategic marketer should have. I don't, I don't know that I would call them habits, but they're definitely qualities. So let's just dive right in and look at number one, persistence. When you are clear on who your consumer is and you position yourself in front of them, then you can be persistent about your products and services. You can capitalize on opportunities and not just capitalize on what's in front of you, but you can actually go and seek them out as well. So because you know your products and services so well, and you know that the needs of that consumer that's in front of you are going to be met if that consumer works with you, because not only can you provide them with the answers or the solutions to their problems, but you're doing it in a unique way. And now if you get yourself in the right person, in the right place position, you can be persistent with those consumers at those events, because now you can connect with them in person. You can share what valuable information you might have, things like, when you give your specials, what days they should go to your website, coupon codes, things of that nature. You can 
add them to your email list and build rapport with them while you're right there. So sometimes you know, money is not necessarily going to come in terms of services purchased or products sold, but in terms of list building, which is where you can capture them later and sell to them later. And not only once, but repeatedly you can sell to them. So this is these are some opportunities that you can capitalize on, but only when you understand your consumer and you're confident in what it is you're offering and that what you're offering is unique. You can be persistent. Next, you need to be questioning, always questioning your strategies because, you know, things change, people change. Um, the consumers change, the industry changes. And so you always have to stay connected with them. You have to stay connected with that consumer. You have to stay relatable. You want to, you know, meet their needs and answer their, you know, you want them to answer your calls to action. So that's why you should always question your strategies and find answers to your questions in that that stream of information that you can tap into um, in your social media streams and on the list that you already have, the mailing list you already have. The next habit, um, this one is a hard one. I mean, I don't know about you. It's sometimes really hard to maintain a positive attitude. It really depends on your personality. I would have to say some people are really upbeat. Nothing really bothers them. The stress doesn't get to them. The negativity just rolls off their back. I'm not that person. I, I really do have to consciously, you know, stomp that negativity down and actively, you know, change the tape that goes in my head from negative to positive. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But you'd really have to maintain a positive attitude in business because things aren't always going to be positive. Sometimes they're going to be you know, really stressful, low times. But that's when you really need to tap back into your why. That's when you need to have a strong why. And that, I mean, guys, all of these strategic marketing habits, they all go back to really understanding who you are, why you're doing what you're doing, and what those productive preferences are that you are using. How are you using those productive preferences as filters in your business to make the best possible decisions for your business, you know, so staying positive is not necessarily the easiest thing you'll do. But if you can tap back into your why, tap back into who you truly are, and get back to that, and and, and start sending all of those very important decisions back through those filters or those productive preferences that we've talked to it's easier for you to maintain a positive tape that goes through your head on a daily basis even when you're having to combat those negative challenges that happen sometimes you didn't get the deal the customer didn't purchase like you thought they were you know the it's taking longer for them to pay their invoice than you initially thought it would take you know, again, it's getting back to that why and all the way back to the beginning, which is what I teach, guys. This is what I am coming from. This is what I find to be so helpful, you know, when I am working with people. It's really, it's really important for you to recognize your why and understand. I mean, you've got to have an elevated, you know, 
an elevated thought process. You know, it's why you're competing in the first place. What makes you relevant? Why should people listen? You know, that's your strength. Remember, that's where you're coming from. That's 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 that thing that drives you. That's how you maintain that positive that positive tape. So the next big thing, um, habit, strategic habit that we um, are going to talk about is quality. And I know you've heard the term quality over quantity. I know you've heard the term. Uh, well, maybe you haven't. You know, this might be a sudden thing, but, you know, having caviar taste on a catfish budget, you know, it's quality. You want the absolute best. You just, I mean, you just have to have the best. And this I say to any entrepreneur, but, you know, since I'm speaking primarily to the small business owner, the service-based business, don't sell yourself short, you know, you're going to run against a Goliath. You're going to run up against, you know, they're going to appear so huge and like you just, there's no way in the world you will be able to compete with them. But you got to know you're worth it, you know. You're worthy of good things in your business. You're worthy of that customer. And there is something about you, a quality in you that no one else has. And you need to tap into that. So don't sell yourself short. You know, you want to make sure that in any business deal, you know, I wouldn't settle. I wouldn't, I would never settle. Even when I do jobs for free, I always, always negotiate a mutually beneficial deal. Um, agreement. It's always mutually beneficial. When I first started my styling business um, and I wanted to get into the fashion styling side of things, I worked with a magazine, an online magazine editor, and he needed someone to style his photo shoots. And I needed experience in that area. He didn't want to pay me any money. He didn't, but he, he put some faith in me and gave me the job. And I could have looked at that as, oh, wow, I'm doing this, all this work, and I'm doing it for free, and I'm not getting paid. But I didn't. I negotiated that, yes, I will do this for you. I will do this for free, but I am learning, and I am building my procedures, my processes, so that I could begin to charge money and be confident in my abilities to get the job done. So you want to do that. You want to make sure that you understand your value enough to consider it quality and then you don't want to sell yourself short. You definitely want to negotiate in every instance, every instance, no matter whether you're getting paid money, cash money or not. Every time you negotiate a deal for yourself, it should be mutually beneficial. Now, the last thing, and I think we touched on this. Um, a little bit before is just being proactive in business. It is important for you to always stay ahead of the curve. You should be consistently researching and learning different things that are going on in your industry. You should keep your ears to the ground to find out what is coming next, what your consumers are looking for. And that really goes back to you know, being a voyeur and tapping into that stream of information that is coming um, in in the social media platforms that's enabling you to answer those questions so that you can create the strategies. You want to um, create those policies and procedures that will prevent or minimize consumer complaints. You know, in being proactive, 
you're looking at some of the complaints that other people have about other companies. You're looking at what has worked for you and not worked for you in the past. And you are making those adjustments so that it won't happen again, being proactive. And you're creating templates and systems to help you ensure nothing falls between the cracks. I love, so, you know, when you are strategically planning your promotions and advertisements and your blog posts and social media posts, think about these 10 strategic habits that I, it's really valuable information that can help propel you forward in your business and in making awesome promotions and campaigns that your consumers will love and that will convert and that they will come back asking for more and more and more. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you go back and listen to it and really think about how you are using these strategic habits, marketing habits in your own business. If you're not, if you have not established these habits in your business, then you should go back and listen to the podcast. So take good notes so that you can tap into these 10 strategic marketing habits that will keep you on your P's and Q's. Now, until next week, I want you to create amazing engagement strategies for your consumers, and I want you to tailor a brand persona that is untouchable. Thanks again for listening.